think there is a good chance that some of you maybe saw on social media this week this video that sort of went viral. It's a video of, when you first see it, appears to be a sheep who's crammed head first into a fissure in the ground. You can see the sheep's little tail and this little butt there. And then the shepherd comes and sort of grabs the sheep by the legs and pulls the sheep out. Sheep rejoicing that he's no longer stuck, sort of bounds a little bit to the left again and then makes this one large leap, so excited that he's free, and jumps right back into the fissure. <laughs> but stuck out looking like an idiot. And so it was shared millions of times. And most people sort of put something like, this is Jesus getting me out. After, our Jesus, after Jesus gets me out of a bind, here I go, sticking myself in one again. Resonating very well with the experience of so many people. Yes, we make mistakes. The Lord forgives us, but we go right back into the same crevasse. But what was interesting to me is not that this was shared, because I saw it and thought it was pretty funny, but how many priests shared it on Facebook? Uh, and again, I could put it on Facebook, but I shared it with some other people. And what was interesting wasn't the commentary, which you might expect, that the priest put, these are my stupid parishioners. No, they didn't say that at all. They said, this is me being stupid. And the priest, myself included, saw this, and weren't thinking that other people did this, but saw in our own selves, we the shepherds, doing the same exact thing that this dumb sheep did. In our own weakness and our own foolishness and sinfulness, the Lord forgives us, we get out of a bind, and we run right back into the same one. And it made me think the connection that we have to what we're celebrating today. The fourth Sunday of Easter is always Good Shepherd Sunday. And so we focus on the gift of the priesthood, in particular the World Day of Prayer for vocations, particularly here vocations to the priesthood. And so if so many priests could identify with this, myself included, acknowledging our own weakness and sinfulness, how is it that we could talk about us priests as being good shepherds? Easy to think about Jesus being the good shepherd, he didn't sin. But the apostles, the priests, the bishops, what makes a shepherd good? How do we recognize a good shepherd? How do we recognize goodness in anyone or anything? And so as I was reflecting on it this week, as it seems to be that I've been doing over the course of the past month, I stumbled upon a quote from Flannery O'Connor. If y'all haven't, after all this time, picked up some of our short stories of prose, what are y'all doing? Such a great Catholic author. And this is an introduction to a, from an introduction to a book she wrote, but it's a quote that just sort of jumped off the page. Flander O'Connor, if you know about her, writes a lot of sort of what was called Southern Gothic. Catholic, but a lot of grotesque figures, what she calls freaks in her literature. And this grotesqueness somehow shows forth God's grace and his power. And she's talking about this grotesque in literature. And she says, quote, most of us have learned 
to be dispassionate about evil. To look it in the face and find, as often as not, our own grinning reflections with which we do not argue. And so uh, the way I read that, maybe there's some Flannery O'Connor scholars here who are going to disagree, is that we can look in the face of evil and we can see ourselves smiling back. It's very easy for us to point out bad things in ourselves. Very, very easy. It's easy to focus on the ways that we are sinful, weak, miserable. But she goes on to say, but good is another matter. And this is the key quote. Few have stared at that, goodness, long enough to accept the fact that its face too is grotesque. That in us, the good is something under construction. The good in us is something under construction. She goes on to say the modes of evil usually receive worthy expression. It's really easy to paint a good bad guy, a good villain. But the modes of good have to be satisfied with a cliche or a smoothing down that will soften their real look. It's so easy for us in, in portraying the good in fiction to sort of make this cliche. Everyone's good, the perfect hero who has no flaws. But this is not how it is in real life, and it's particularly not how it is in our own lives. That the good is something under construction for the sheep and for the shepherd. That no one is perfectly good. We're all working towards perfection. It's a process, a process of becoming. And so we tend to have to not understand that, but we need to learn to accept it and how we understand good and the good shepherd. But also, I think, in a culture that particularly when it comes to priests, tends to portray them, if not as purely evil, in traditional Hollywood, as this cliched goodness, not understanding what priesthood is. And I'm not trying to badmouth this movie, but it's Father O'Malley from the Bells of St. Mary. And this is not, no priest has ever looked at it and said, oh, this is really what a priest is like. If you want to see the real depiction of a priest in Hollywood, go look at Father James in the 2014 film Calvary. That's a priest. That's one that any priest can look at and say, oh, no, I resonate with that. Why? Because he is on the way. It's a good priest, but he's one who is becoming. The Lord is transforming him. And so because the priest in general knows his own weakness and his own propensity to get stuck in the crevasse, the good shepherd knows and is able to show mercy on the sheep when they get stuck, because he knows his own ability to do that, but he knows also, and this is something that I think all good priests know, we are all on this journey together. The priest, the shepherd, is there along with the sheep. It's not something separate. And so I, again as we're journeying towards the end here, I want to repeat how thankful I am for the people at Wisdom and over the years who, when they've seen my dumb derriere stuck in a crevasse, have shown me some mercy. I really do appreciate it. And I also know, or I implore, that you will do the same for Father Patrick Broussard when he arrives on July 1st. 
If you haven't heard, Father Broussard, my previous associate, is going to be the new pastor. Particularly, priest in his first assignment, or his first year in a parish. It is not easy. Please, please, please show him the same mercy that you have shown to me. But as I was continuing to pray on this and reflect on what it means to be a good shepherd during the week, I began to wonder, well, how does the shepherd, the good shepherd, lead and guide the sheep? And in one of the discussions I had this week, two words came up. Two words which I've used a lot, we're very familiar with, but I've actually never thought about the etymology of these words, which, of course, you're probably thinking, Father, you talk about etymology all the time. Well, we're going to talk about it today. The first word is directional. Directional. The good shepherd is the one who is there to, uh, to, to direct the sheep. The priest is the one who gives spiritual direction. And this is all very, very true. And the word direction, the root word is the Latin regere, which means to direct or to guide, or to keep straight. Like regulations come from the same root. And there's a validity to that, but there's another word. And that word is one that's very popular amongst campus ministry these days, and that is relational. Directional, relational. Well, I thought I knew where the root, the Latin root of etymology of relational came from. And I thought it was latus, L-A-T-U-S. Latus, which basically means the sign or something parallel, like something lateral. But I was wrong. And this is interesting. The root is indeed the Latin word latus, but the U has like a, like a line over it. It's a long U. I don't know how exactly you pronounce that. Your Latin scholars could tell me later. And that latus does not mean on the side, but it means to carry. It means to bear another, to born, have something which is born. And so relational doesn't mean we're side by side, but I am carrying you. Somehow you are on my shoulders, or that you come from the past. Again, I didn't get into too much of it, but you get the idea. The good shepherd doesn't say, hey, go over there, sheep. That's where the food is. The shepherd is the one who is willing to carry the sheep. We've all seen those images, and it's one of the earliest Christian images of Jesus, the good shepherd, and he's carrying the sheep over the shoulders. We've all seen that. That is relational. Not saying, here, sheep, go, go. This is where you need to end up. This is where the God wants you. But the good shepherd is the one who journeys with, accompanies, but more importantly, is willing to carry the sheep. Well, of course, the past several weeks, a lot of people have been asking me, Father, what have you learned during your time at Wisdom? Well, there's a lot I have learned. Probably one of the things that is the most important is this. Whether it be in the life of the priest or the life of the minister or the life of a Christian, effective ministry is relational and not directional, or at least not primarily directional. You, 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 we're not here, or I've realized in my own existence, it's no good to just point someone in the right direction. Hey, go over there. You've got to walk with them. You've got to carry them. 
And I realize as much as spiritual direction as I've done, I've really not done much spiritual direction. I don't tell people what to do. I generally don't put anyone under obedience. I try to, and this is the nature of the beast here at Wisdom, because you live with those to whom you minister, and you're building up a relationship. You're helping to carry people to the end. And that's also one of the biggest blessings, if not the biggest blessing, that I've had in my time at Wisdom. Because of that, I believe over the course of the past 11 years, I've established relationships that will last a lifetime. They're not going to be gone when I leave here. And so that relational rather than the directional, the way to guide, the way to shepherd, is the only way that you're going to have what Pope Francis said a few years ago, the smell of the sheep. You're not going to be in the midst. You're not going to have the spell of the sheep if as a pastor you're just saying, go over there. That's where the food is. And it's a lot more work to carry, to relate, but it is so much more fruitful. A lot harder, but also a lot greater risk. Because if you're carrying that sheep and the sheep is fighting back, or you're tired, it's much easier for you to accidentally fall into the crevasse with the sheep. But it's still a risk that we have to take. And so my challenge is we need men today who will do this. Who's willing to bear, bear others on their shoulders. Who are willing to go into the pasture and willing to fall in the crevasse. Uh, this week, I've been talking about it in Jordan Peterson Live. If you listen to his podcast from this week, he interviewed Barron this time. Bishop Barron. And they talked a lot about this. The fact that Jordan Peterson, young men in particular, millions from around the world flock to listen to him, read his books, their lives are changed. But people are leaving the Catholic Church. Why? Why is he so successful and it seems that the Catholics are not successful? That's a great question. And they couldn't come to a complete agreement. But the basic answer is, Peterson's idea is, is that men need the call to adventure put their life on the line to take a risk. They don't want a comfortable life. It's the hero to live out the myth, the monomyth of the hero. And while Barron generally agreed with him, he didn't necessarily go to the, put it in the same way, he said that we need to encourage men to step out of themselves to put their life on the line. And so that's my challenge on this Good Shepherd Sunday. I know we have young men here who are called to the priesthood. I know when someone's called... And I know there's some here. I want to challenge you. The church needs you. We need you. The sheep needs you to be willing to step out and say, yes, I'm not going to sit here and direct people. I'm willing to be relational. Carry the sheep on my shoulders, even though the wolves may attack, to bring them to the eternal pastures. Amen.